You're listening to So Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria Thea Harris Orvello Sews, and it's Friday, and we're back with the Sewing Safe series. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome back to Sew Organised Style Podcast. Today we're welcoming back Katrine of Mending Mayhem because the Mending Mayhemers are back from their summer holidays. Hi Maria. Nice to be back. Lovely to see you again. How's it been now that you're back from your summer holidays? Oh, it's nice and uh, I have a lot of mending to do. My mending pile seems to grow very fast. And are you playing catch up? Um, I don't think I ever will catch up because uh, something new will always need mending. And it's nice to be back from holidays and uh, meet all the mending people and have fun. It is nice to be back. I've seen some really lovely mending examples this week. Uh, you're referring to our collage? Yes, I am. It's a lot of great work and it's so difficult to choose which one to put in the collage each, each week. We only have room for eight. Yeah, it's a tough job to choose. What I've done on the blog post for this podcast is I've got the image of the collage and all of the people that you're going to be talking about. So that way listeners can see exactly what people are in the collage this week. We have some really good people in this time. Mostly there are brilliant work. Like we had Lawrence Sherry with a nice coat with a tapestry on the back that she put in. It's yeah. really beautiful. There was a lot of work in that tapestry, wasn't there? Yeah, I think it's something she found maybe. I'm not sure if she made it herself or something she found on a second-hand shop or something. She is an artist and likes to use uh, found objects for her work. She has a very fun profile and a lot of nice things she makes there. So she is really worth stopping by. Next up we have Judy, who made Hude that she is mending. And she is a very good textile artist and she embroiders a lot and uh, is very creative. And she's used a lot of pinks and reds in her mending example. Yeah, and she also makes a lot of other beautiful uh, items and butterflies. She had a lot of butterflies through the 100-day project. Oh. And they're very beautiful. And then we have Heather, who is Waldorf-inspired. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of fiber art and mending, and it's a very colorful profile. She has very much fun in it. What's her handle? DT Rambler. Okay. So this example is on denim. So she's done some mending on denim, and it looks like a boat. Yeah, it's a boat patch. It's, it's quite very creative. She made waves and... The waves are embroidered, aren't they? Yeah. 
It's very clever. Yeah, and then we have Eric who made his hat with a dragonfly because it had holes. And he is very clever textile artist. He has a lot of vintage and he remakes embroidery. He has some fantastic jeans he has repaired and mended several times. Wow. He also do drawings. Do people use the dragonfly quite regularly? Are they popular? I can't remember seeing very many dragonflies. I do like dragonflies. Mm. I made garden ornaments with the dragonflies this summer. They were very popular. It's lovely how he's used the dragonfly right at the front of his hat. Yeah, he's very creative and think very much outside the box. And we have Root and Smalley, who does a lot of sashiki or mending. I don't remember which picture she had this time. This one's a dandelion. Yeah, but she has a lot of nice work too. And it's very simple stitching, isn't it? Yeah, sashiku stitching is uh, very easy to learn. You don't need much to manage to do some. Mm. You need some thread and a needle and you can try. And then you have Stephanie for Swoodson says. Yeah. She's a sewing and embroidery and crafter. She likes to make refreshment, upcycling and using scraps. And she's used some flowers there. Yeah, very beautiful. They're all very beautiful. They are, aren't they? And very clever. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Alex with the speed weave. He makes a lot of colorful darns with the speed weave. He's very clever using the darning loom. So. And then we have Uli. She made this lovely bicycle when she mended her socks. And she is very talented and makes a lot of out of her, her mending. It's quite interesting that she's used the bicycle and right now we've got the Tour de France on. Maybe it was on purpose. Yeah, maybe. No, I'm not sure if it's she or her, actually, because Uli can be both. Oh, okay, so they. Yeah. Then I think we covered everyone in the collage. Can I ask a question about the darning loom that Alex used? Yeah? In the mending world, do people use the darning loom, or is that a rare thing for people to use? It used to be rare and almost forgotten, but people are starting to produce them again, so they're getting popular. It was very difficult to get one, but now it's much easier because they're produced. So I even got one. It's kind of fun using a loom, but I still think I prefer the traditional way of donning. When you look at the loom, it's quite small, so I suppose it's very useful for mending. It's good, and it makes a very nice finish, so it gets neat and nice. And you can make patterns. Mm. One of our followers, um, Elena, who has a guest post a few weeks ago, she makes a lot of patterns with this loom. Yeah. And she makes, like, umbrellas, oranges, and she has made uh, jeans full of flags. So she is very creative using the loom. It would take a, a lot of creativity to make those shapes on that small loom. Yeah, we have a lot of creative people. Yeah, no wonder it's hard to pick. Yeah, it's really tricky. I want to choose a lot, but uh, then it's only eight, so yeah. Well, thanks for running through the collage with me. Yeah, I like to make the collage because we can show other people's work and they get to know new people, so make new connections. Mm. So when you choose people for the collage, do you try and make sure there's a mixture of people that you see regularly and new people? Yeah, if I see new people, I try to put them on. That's good.
but also I try to find some good ones, of course. But then everyone makes good mending. I do. And darning, we can talk about it a little bit because it's many different ways of darning. You have a loom that you can use and make like weaving. And then you have a traditional way, but uh, most people do that is uh, weaving with a needle up and down yeah. and maybe a little bit around the hole. And you have duplicate stitch that uh, is uh, better if it's not totally worn out, but just a little bit. It looks like knitting when you're done. So we've covered the loom. You've said the duplicate stitch. What other darning technique are there? Yeah, you can pick up uh, stitches and you can knit a little part and cover the hole and then stitch it on. And you have a Scottish darning. Right. That is like a blanket stitch. Okay. And uh, you have Finnish darning that is uh, somewhat like the Scottish darning. They make different finishes or textures. And then you also have Japanese darning stitch. But I haven't tried that one. Learning to darn is quite useful because uh, most people have some knitted items and they often need a little bit of repair. Mm -hmm. Then socks especially. And if you are darning socks, you shouldn't use a yarn that is pure wool. You can use something with nylon blend because uh, socks get hard use. So they will tear fast if you use wool. So it should be a blended yarn, not a pure wool yarn. But um, you can also put in an ordinary sewing thread with your yarn if you only have wool, because it will last longer. Okay. And you can, you can use that when you darn too. Or when you're knitting the socks, you can also put a, a sewing thread in the heel, because it will last longer. Oh, okay. So you're kind of combining two threads. Yeah. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a useful trick. It sounds like a useful trick. Yeah. It's if you doesn't want to darn again <laughs> very fast. So do you have any questions? So if I want to start learning how to darn, where would I go to first? First, you need a needle and a thread and something with a hole in. And then you can, there are lots of tutorials on the internet. Million the B has a lovely Swiss darning tutorial on her profile. Yep. And uh, I think if you go to Pinterest, you will see one. It's really, really simple. You stitch, you make your stitches to take thread over the hole and stitch one side, and you take it back over the hole and stitch in the next one, and you go until you covered the hole. And then you start doing the other way. And you weave in up and down and uh, put the thread down at the end of the hole and you go back. And so you weave until your hole is covered. So the steps are you need a needle and thread, have a look online, and you create a base to cover the hole. Yeah, and then you weave back and forth. And then depending on what your aesthetic is, you can use contrasting colours or once you do the base, then you could put something else on top of that to make it a feature. That way it's visible mending, isn't it? You can use all kinds of thread if you like or make any patterns you like, depending on if you want it to be visible or not. In the old days, we had something that's called Kunststoppe, 
that means art darning. Yeah. Uh, people would go to that person and get uh, their best clothes repaired, invisible. Oh. Because it was not so good to have mended clothes. So they had special persons for their very best clothes. You know, they used all their clothes all to the end. So because fabric was very expensive and clothes was very expensive. So you had someone who was almost like a bespoke mender, someone who was who did mending yeah. at a very high level so you could never see what it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that. No. I think it actually wasn't like an occupation there. Okay. I'll have to look it up on Google. Yeah. I tried to translate it and it says only invisible mending. Okay. It's a German thing too. So I didn't get any good word for it in uh, English or the one in this Monday. Okay. Because at least we get an idea of how mending has been perceived in the past so that you'll have someone local who is a very high-end mender so that you actually don't see the mending, whereas these days visible mending is gorgeous and it's it's done by so many people around the world and it's quite colourful. Yeah, and it's become a way of expressing yourself too, and like an art form. I think if the people in the past would see that, they will be very surprised. Yes, they would be shocked, I think. Yeah. But you're right, it's an art form. Yeah, I think so. And I think many people will agree with me. You can express yourself and make your clothes unique and special. And if people are looking for examples of the art forms when it comes to mending, one of the easiest ways is to go to the collage that you put up every Wednesday for Mending Mayhem because you'll always have eight examples of people who have done mending and show their creativity. Yeah, you have a visibly mending hashtag and you can look at the mending mayhem hashtag or you can look at some textile art because they're often mixed. So they're three good hashtags to follow. They're really interesting if you go look, have a look. And it's becoming very, very popular. So I think it's a lot of new exciting things to see almost every day. Yeah. I've started following the visible mending hashtag and the mending mayhem hashtag. Yeah. And the amount of beautiful work that I see every day is amazing. And it, it encourages me to try it myself now. Yeah. I haven't done much mending. I have plenty of threads at home that I can use. So that way I'm reusing, recycling what I already have for mending projects in the future. Yeah. That's great. I'm looking forward to see your mending. Me too. <laughs> I think you're going to do, do great. Thank you. I have plenty of darning needles, and every time I look at that darning loom, it looks very enticing. But I think I have to just start mending first before I try and get better in, and, and try and achieve those goals. Oh, I think you will uh, do very well. So you are all already used to sewing, so uh, it's not a big difference. No, it's, uh, sometimes it's tr trickier if you're like mending something instead of sewing it from new, like uh, changing zippers and so. It was actually good when you covered the various mending types because in my head I think mending clothes that are made from fabric, but in mending you mend anything. And so having the darning technique for knitwear is another skill that people can learn when they're starting their mending journey. You don't really need to know very much to start mending, actually. Mm -hmm. You will learn in a way. And to start mending, you need maybe 
some old clothes that you doesn't use anymore and some thread and you can cut up the clothes you doesn't use or is so broken you can't mend it and then you can use it to mend mm -hmm. uh, your other clothes with and most people do have uh, some sewing thread and some needles and some old clothes so almost anybody can do it and many of the techniques are like running stitch and it's just up and down and it's very easy even my son does mending sometimes how long did it take him to learn how to mend uh, not very long. He um, darned uh, a sock it's, uh, when it was homeschooling and it was a project and he darned a sock and he did it rather fast. It was his first time. But he always think I should mend his clothes, his favourites. <laughs> but, but of course I do. Yeah, and because you're uh, the expert in the house and he loves your work. Yeah. Uh, well, not always. He sometimes prefer it to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my hobby uh, convinced to uh, get visible amends now. So I mend it close, uh, visible, uh, not invisible like uh, earlier. Yeah. So I make him. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, I make him a lot of patches. I cheated and embroidered things he liked, like trucks and cars and big machines and then it was okay so now he's used to it and now he's got the bugs and spiders and so no now he's okay with it he found what he likes yeah and it's the same with my mother because she did doesn't like really visibly mending but uh, when i'm making like an embroidery it's okay i'm very excited if she will enjoy her sweater when i'm done but i'm still working on it and with the sweater are you trying to use images that she likes? No, I embroidered flowers for her. She is very fond of flowers. Do you have a weekly mending pile? At the moment, I have a big mending pile. But when, uh, after March, I was all done. I didn't have anything. And then during summer, I didn't have so much. But uh, suddenly, everything seems to get a new hole. So it's uh, constantly growing. So you have more projects to work on now? Yeah, I have a lot of socks with holes, and that's my mother's sweater, and my hubby has a pair of jeans that needs a new patch, and a shirt, and, and there are probably more, but it's quite a big pile. Do you have any mending advice for people before we finish up today's podcast? Just get started. It's really easy, and it's fun. Try it. Everyone should try to mend a little. Saving the world a stitch at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Katrine, thank you for coming back on to Sew Organised Style podcast for the Sewing Safe series. I'm really pleased that you, as part of the Mending Mayhem team, has given us some more good advice on how to go about mending. Thank you for having me again, Maria. It was really nice being here again. Thank you again for coming back, and it's really lovely to see you again, Katrine. Say hi to Susie for me. Yes, I will. Bye-bye, Maria. Bye, Katrine. And have a lovely day, listeners. Today's Sew Organised Style podcast for the Sewing Safe series was produced by me, Maria B. Harris, with permission of Katrine from Mending Mayhem. Sound by bensound.com. Remember to mend, don't spend. You can subscribe to Sew Organised Style podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our Instagram, 
account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.